0: Boys, binge boys, binge boys, binge boys, binge boys. Hal, my, my name is Hal Binge boys, binge boys, binging the fuck out of shit. Welcome to Binge Boys. Today we have one less binge boy, but we have a very special guest. My name is Hal Rudnick. We are without my friend, the wind beneath my wings, really the heart and soul, the most knowledgeable person in all of streaming, someone who puts up with my nonsense and keeps the train on the tracks, uh, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Lon Harris. He is not with us, but filling in for Lon. You know, there's no greater guest in my estimation because... This binge woman, not a binge boy, this binge woman, she brought me into this world. I am thrilled to have my mom, Deborah Rudnick, as a guest here on Binge Boys. Mother, hello.
1: Hello, sweetheart.
0: Mom, how's uh, how's your weekend? It's a Sunday afternoon, we're recording this. Did you do anything fun this weekend? Did you eat any good food?
1: Uh, Not really. uh, Just uh, the usual. Cleaning. uh, I do a little real estate running around uh, trying to make sure everything's going smoothly. I spoke to the young lady who's moving into an apartment today to make sure that everything was in order, that the landlord put the air conditioning in. And uh, that's about it.
0: All right. Very good. How hot is it there? Yeah, you need some air conditioning. How hot Um, is it in Jersey?
1: Oh, I guess it's about 93 today, but we've been between 87 and the 90s, and it should be higher this week. So you do have to have air conditioning. It's very unsettling if you don't. And there are people that uh, will uh, live without it. You know, a friend of mine that uh, I wanted to visit, help him out, bring a goodie package, but he says he doesn't believe in paying for the electricity for a fan or air conditioning. So, I won't be seeing. Him. What does he just sit there sweating? I think so. It's ridiculous. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, there's
0: frugal and then there's uh, like cuckoo.
1: Glad he's more on the cuckoo side. And I thought, oh, well, this is really a nice person to have as a friend. And then maybe he's just trying to avoid me by telling me he's <laughs> a weird your fan. Yeah, so I'm not going.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> So, Mom, in addition to everything you were up to with real estate, etc., you did some binging. Is that true?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I did. I did some interesting binging.
0: Very good. Very good. Uh, how would you describe binging, Mother? What, what is what is binging?
1: Uh, watching a movie for a while.
0: Sure, or a TV show, right?
1: TV shows. Yeah, sometimes if I really like it, I'll just... Uh, sit around, watch it until I fall asleep, and then Oh, that- sure.
0: Some of your favorite shows to binge are Downton Abbey, Murder, She Wrote. What else do you like?
1: Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I love that. And uh, of course, I loved um, A Jewel in the Crown was one of my favorites. I really binged out on that.
0: Uh, and you binge out on a lot of uh, British shows, right?
1: Yes, I enjoy British, but the thing is, if I don't understand their English, sometimes it's very difficult, and I don't watch them. I have to turn them off. So.
0: The accents are a little too thick for you. The Cockney accent, or a po- the posh British accent.
1: Yeah, they sort of swallow the words, and then you can't understand. And That's listen- right, Governor.
0: Hey, Governor. Hey, Governor. But you, you know you can put subtitles on your TV. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, I, I do. If, if I get the subtitles, then I'll continue and watch it. I was trying to think of that subtitles. I enjoy that. Some of them are a little uh, far out and some of them are, are pretty good. What are
0: uh, a couple of your favorite British murder shows, Mother?
1: Uh, Midsummer Murders. Yeah, I like that. And um, I can't think of them offhand, but uh, I do enjoy that type of thing.
0: Fantastic. Well, we're going to continue business as usual. You've binged a couple of shows. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, one other show that you like that you already mentioned. And Lon isn't here, but I will... Endeavor, the massive undertaking of carrying the torch while he is away, and I will relay to everyone some news from Lon at Inside Streaming, uh, the great free website where you can sign up at InsideStreaming.com, or sorry, Inside.com slash streaming, and get your news. So, Mom, let's talk about a couple of streaming news stories and da 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 It's the news with Hal and his mom. What do you know about Comic-Con?
1: Comic-Con, I know that you were there almost every year.
0: Oh yeah, I went, uh, I went a bunch.
1: Fantastic uh, reviews of all different shows, meeting all these different comedians, young comedians, older comedians, people that are interested in uh, the funniest side of life which can be well, very
0: Yes, and not just comedy, but comics, comic books. and Oh, comic,
1: oh yeah, great comic books, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and all the TV shows that go along with it. So Marvel Studios just announced that all, all of its upcoming TV shows and movies through t- 2025 at Comic-Con. Mom, have you ever seen a Marvel movie or a, a superhero movie?
1: Yes, 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 a Superman. Well, Uh, Batman.
0: Okay, those are all DC comics. Do you know the difference between Marvel and DC?
1: Mm, No. What is the difference between the Marvel and
0: the... Well, it's like Coke and Pepsi. They both talk... They both uh, (laughs) tell superhero stories, but it's just different superheroes. So, DC does Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Marvel among others, and Marvel, uh, they do the Avengers, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, and some- Oh, right,
1: it's Marvel that I'm kind of lacking in, the, uh, the DC that I'm used to. And Mar- Marvel came on later, right? It's a, it's a, a later- uh- Um, Not
0: necessarily. They've both been around since like the 40s, 50s. <laughs> They've both been around for a while, and they've both been. But Marvel started making movies a little bit later. Superman, Batman movies, and the Batman TV show came out before some of the big, high-profile Marvel stuff. So uh, Marvel announced all sorts of shows and movies at Comic Con, but on Disney Plus, we're going to be getting Loki season two in the summer of 2023. We're uh, we're going to be getting. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, with Catherine Hahn, uh, reprising her character from WandaVision. Captain America, New World Order, that's a film with uh, um, spinning off from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Anthony Mackie, Falcon. A lot of fans excited about this. Daredevil, Born Again, coming to Disney+. Charlie Cox reprising his role as Matt Murdock. And various other Thunderbolts. A lot of action-packed stuff coming up. A lot of action-packed stuff.
1: Raises my blood a,
0: pressure. Oh my goodness. Do you have a favorite superhero, Mother?
1: Yeah, Batman.
0: Gotcha. Why do you like Batman?
1: And the Joker.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you enjoy the Joker. Give us, you do an impression of the Joker, Mother. Give us a little bit of your Joker impression.
1: <laughs> I like to see you smile. <laughs> Yes, and if you don't smile, I will help you smile from ear to ear. <laughs>
0: oh my God, this uh, th- things are getting very creepy, very creepy. Uh, thank you for that, Mother. Okay, continuing uh, a movie that we watched and that we're going to talk about, The Gray Man. We're not going to get into all the details yet, but The Gray Man. It's been it's the most expensive film from Netflix this year, $200 $200 million action thriller uh, from the Russo brothers starring uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, the number one most popular movie on Netflix in the US uh, last weekend following its July 22nd debut. Nonetheless, it remains unclear how successful or widely viewed the high profile film has been for uh, Netflix overall. Most new Netflix feature films uh, with notable stars debut as number Number one on the uh, streamer's own internal chart. So it's no surprise that uh, this uh, big budget Netflix offering was number one. Uh, mother, how many sittings did it take you to get through The Gray Man?
1: Two to three sittings it took me.
0: Okay. <laughs> How'd you mute yourself there, Mother?
1: I don't know. this uh, Because it keeps going uh, down. The sound keeps um, keep losing you. The connection gotcha. is... Greatest.
0: Gotcha. So. No worries. No worries, Mother. Continuing. Mom, you have Netflix, right? Yes, I do. Uh, Netflix lost nearly 1 million subscribers and they vow that they're going to rebound. The streaming giant suffered two straight quarters of subscriber losses for the first time but said it will add 1 million net new subscribers in the current period. It lost 970,000 paid subscribers in the second quarter, fewer than the 2 million it expected. So, mom, uh, I know Netflix is having a lot of trouble with people getting subscriptions and then sharing their passwords so people don't have to pay for it. Do you share any passwords or any subscriptions, mother? You're on, I, You're on the record right now.
1: I think I have,
0: <laughs> Uh Doesn't my sister, your daughter, yes. June, does June use uh, my Netflix, Netflix. Or, or whose Netflix does she use?
1: It's mine. It's mine. Oh, she
0: uses yours. So June is using your Netflix. You're yeah. using my HBO Max, right?
1: Yes, I am. I enjoy it. I shouldn't it. be
0: saying this. I might be incriminating myself.
1: Don't incriminate me. I, I don't want to spend the rest of my life behind bars. I mean, three hots and a con, I mean, it'll take care of me for a long time. <laughs> i rather not. Uh, uh,
0: yes, to the powers that be, don't come and arrest my mother for uh, password sharing. Uh, so Netflix, Netflix says uh, they will bounce back. Do you have a favorite streaming service out of all of them, Mother? Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max. What do you like? Hulu.
1: I do like Netflix a, a lot, and uh, Hulu also for some of the British shows on Hulu.
0: Oh yeah, and don't you use BritBox?
1: BritBox, yes. yes very Brit.
0: good, very good. All right, Mother, sadly, uh, you know, I think the, it's not too serious. George R.R. R. Martin the writer of the Game of Thrones books, among other things, contracted COVID-19 at Comic-Con, and he missed the House of Dragon world premiere. And he's an older gentleman. Uh, The 73-year-old is currently under quarantine in a Los Angeles hotel room. I should find out where he's staying and bring him a little care package.
1: Yes, that would be nice.
0: Yeah, I recently went through COVID. Mother, knock on wood, you've managed to sidestep COVID.
1: Uh, hopefully, hopefully. A Couple of days I wasn't feeling well and I'm not sure if that was anything, but... Uh,
0: God forbid. So
1: I came out of it with uh, some Gatorade and uh, Tylenol and I feel fine.
0: Good, you know what? It might've just been the common cold. Mom, let me ask you this. What do you know about Game of Thrones? Do you know anything about Game of Thrones?
1: Nothing about Game of Thrones. I that's okay,
0: nothing. that's okay.
1: I hear it all the time, but I've never gotten into it. And I thought it was uh, more for kids, but I guess it just isn't. It's-, it's Oh uh,
0: no, There's. it's not necessarily for kids, mother, especially because it's, uh, it's bloody and there's full frontal nudity.
1: Oh my God, I'm going to have to watch. <laughs> 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 oh gosh. Yeah, uh, I realize that, but I've, I'll have to, you know, deep dive into it and then see if I can, you know, be interested because there are times when you don't know what you want to watch. Uh, it would be good.
0: Mother, go ahead and take a deep dive. You have, you've been using my HBO Max password, so it's there for you if you want it.
1: <laughs> Very sweet.
0: Netflix approved an immersive Squid Game experience coming to New York City. Mother, have you watched any of Squid Game?
1: Yes, I did. I did watch the first one on Squid Games, and uh, I found it violently bloody. A lot of it, stuff going on like that.
0: Yes, so it was a little too bloody for a little too bloody for your taste.
1: Yeah, it was a little too strong. I I don't like things that, that take out so many people, you know, and uh, it wasn't something I would gladly go on. I gotcha. won. It did, what took an uh, Oscar, right? Squid Game. Oh, no, the,
0: uh, Oh, um, I don't know, but it, it's the, no, it wouldn't be nominated for Oscar because it's a TV oh. show, but it's nominated for an Emmy. It's nominated Emmy. for several yeah, I mean, Emmys. And they say it's the most watched TV show internationally and nationally that Netflix has ever had.
1: Wow, so there are a lot of people that don't agree with me and uh, they're entitled to it, that's all.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, A lot lot of people are on board uh, the Squid Game, uh, and I'm uh, one of them. I enjoyed it. Uh, So the interactive uh, gaming and technology company Immersive Game Box announced an interactive Squid Game experience launching in New York in September. The installation is only offered for guests over the age of 16 and has been formally approved by Netflix. Participants will play a live version of Squid Game with up to six competitors at once. Challenges are directly inspired by the Squid Game series, including playground favorites like Red Light, Green Light, and Marbles. The experience will utilize the company's game box technology, which places participants in pods surrounded by touch screens and motion sensors. Immersive Game Box also has locations in Dallas, Chicago, Houston, Denver. Previous experiences have integrated other IPs such as the Angry Birds franchise. Netflix has a second season of Squid Game currently in development, as well as a reality show spinoff. Mom, you are how how far do you live from New York City?
1: About uh, ten minutes.
0: Ten minutes. So, are you going to head into New York City for the interactive, immersive Squid Game experience?
1: No, I, I think I'm going to watch it on TV. Whatever comes on. Gotcha. Or, uh, I don't. I haven't had COVID. I don't want to really get in, mixed in with all those big crowds. So.
0: Good call, Mother. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay safe.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Mother, what do you know about Will Smith and Chris Rock?
1: Well, I don't think that they're talking yet from what I heard, that they were going to, uh, Chris Rock had said he's not ready to talk to Will Smith. So I don't know where they stand as of today.
0: Yes, so as you know, on Oscar night, Will Smith took to the stage and slapped Chris Rock after uh, a joke he didn't like about his wife. Now, uh, there's been some fallout since then. Will Smith is trying to recover his reputation and Chris Rock, uh, he's beginning to joke about it. and uh, But yeah, the two haven't talked. Anyway, Netflix backs away. This is the headline, Netflix backs away from Will Smith film, fast and loose the project had already lost director david leach before the infamous oscars slap now the streaming service has quietly moved the film to the back burner in the award ceremony's wake according to sources yeah mom did your opinion of will smith change at all after the slap
1: uh, no i felt he was defending his wife uh. You know, Chris Rock made a remark about his wife, which wasn't, which shouldn't have been done. So your team, Will Smith? Yeah, I think that he should not have, uh, Chris Rock should not have made a remark about uh, uh, Will Smith's wife. But should you be able to hit a comedian, Mom? No, the hitting wasn't good. I don't like the idea that he got, but he was probably so infuriated at at the moment that, he couldn't control himself, you know, insulting his life that way. Yeah. Yeah. Very hard call. It's a hard call. really is. I, I feel, you know, sorry for him that he did do it and having repercussions on it. So it's not an easy thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. It really took the air out of the room at the Oscars, and uh, and and it was tough because I really like Will Smith. I feel like we've grown up with this guy. Uh, when I was in high school, he was. Uh, had the song "Parents Just Don't Understand," and then he became an action star, big movie star. Oh, before that, his TV show. It's uh, it's just a shame this guy who like we had such an affinity for uh, had had uh, this fall from grace, and especially on such a great night for him. That's it was such a loaded moment because he was he was all lined up to get his Oscar and everything, and yeah, just a crazy circumstance.
1: Definitely was. It was something that uh, you don't know first. Uh, I thought maybe it was planned or, you know, how yeah. actors planned things in between shows. And, and then it was obvious that it wasn't planned. And uh, he did defend uh, his wife, you know. So
0: this is true. This is true. One last story uh, Taryn Edgerton, uh, Jomei Kolei Sarah, a board airline thriller, carry on for Netflix. Steven Spielberg's Amblin Partners. Netflix announced its first new project in collaboration with Steven Spielberg's Amblin Partners. The streamer and the iconic studio will team for carry-on an action thriller from Jungle Cruise director Jean-May Colette Sarah, and star Taron Edgerton. Edgerton stars as TSA agent who's blackmailed into allowing a passenger on board a Christmas Day flight with a potentially dangerous package. Etc. So this is from Steven Spielberg's company teaming with Netflix. Uh, Mom, asking you about Steven Spielberg. Do you have any favorite Steven Spielberg movies?
1: Well, I can't really think of anything. I, I like the one with the.
0: What about Schindler's List?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that was Steven. Yeah. Schindler's List would be it. And, uh, E.T.? and ET would be uh, another one. And I can't. Think of anymore, but Jersey uh,
0: Jaws. Jersey Jaws. Did you ever
1: see Jaws"? Yeah, was, yeah, right, right. So that is him also.
0: Oh, yeah. He's got quite a list uh, of, of films.
1: Yeah, Spielberg is uh, quite a director.
0: Nice Jewish boy. That's all the news for today. Thanks again to Inside Streaming. Coming up, we're going to talk about The Gray Man. Mom, the two of us watched. The Gray Man starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Billy Bob Thornton, Alfrey Woodard, others, big production from Netflix, as we said before, 200 million dollar budget, directed by the Russo brothers, Russo brothers, of course, directors of much Marvel Fair, Infinity War, Endgame, etc. Mom Please give me your thoughts. Give me some thoughts on The Gray Man.
1: Well, the first time I watched it, I had no idea what it was about. I couldn't figure it out at all. And then going back into it, and the second time I started to see a little bit more about it. And I started to realize that it was two factions of the CIA uh, that were against each other. And then I couldn't figure out where this little girl came in until I realized this was um, Billy Bob Thornton's niece.
0: Yes, so-
1: And and then I realized she was there because I, I couldn't understand what is this little girl doing in this action packed crazy movie.
0: Yes. A little bit of background on the gray man. Ryan Gosling is a cia operative for hire he's taken out of jail billy bob thornton gets him out of jail to essentially become an international assassin and doing these dark jobs that they're not allowed to talk about. They're off the record. If you want to call these guys uh, rogue agents, spooks, black ops, whatever you want to call them. And uh, they're hired by, uh, you know, the different uh, they are. Kind of the levels of secrecy, off the books, the the rogue agents of the CIA. So Ryan Gosling is one of those, and he gets a hold of this thing with his this with this, uh, this microchip, which is like a uh, a little bit of a MacGuffin, this red herring, and that we follow him around. And Chris Evans wants that microchip. Anna Diarmus is another uh, rogue agent. Chris Evans is uh, kind of uh, also a black ops rogue agent. And it's like one rogue agent against another. And then to try to add some stakes to it, Billy Bob Thornton, who was Ryan Gosling's handler, he has a, I guess his daughter or his niece. It's his niece. His niece. His niece, um, who uh, becomes a pawn in this game, and uh, and the game is afoot, mother. So, wh- what did you think about this film overall? Did you enjoy it? Was it uh, up your alley? What did you, or not? What did you think?
1: Once I understood what was going on, I thought it was two different divisions of the CIA. You know, but one is, as you said, the rogue agents. And of course, I thought that uh, Chris Evans was a horrible, horrible person.
0: Oh yeah, playing very against type. So, you know, Chris Evans is Captain America, Mom.
1: Oh, is that it? Okay, well, he was just horrible. And every scene that he was in, I had to put something over my eyes because he did some horrible stuff that I couldn't watch.
0: Oh yeah, there are, uh, are torture scenes. And- oh, that was
1: horrible. Torture, I, I couldn't watch that part of it. I-
0: Yeah, and and Chris Evans absolutely trying to shed the good boy Captain America image here, definitely playing against type. Uh, You know, it looks like he was having some fun doing this, but overall... I didn't feel that compelled by the characters, by the by the action in the movie, because a lot of it, it just seemed like a loose premise, and then it was action for action's sake. And it was filled with a lot of cliches, like these one-liners, and Ryan Gosling, you knew that he was going to be fine the whole time. You never felt nervous for him. He was essentially unkillable. And in the same way that maybe Jason Bourne or Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible or John Wick, these guys, they are these super agents. And regardless of how many enemy soldiers there are or how many, like, government agents from either, from all sides trying to kill them, they are completely unkillable. They might get shot, they might get stabbed, but they dust themselves off and keep going like like they're a Terminator machine. So it was loud. Some of the action set pieces were fun and well done. They poured a lot of money into them, but I found it to be the kind of film that you could watch and also at the same time, look at your phone. Go on the computer, look at fantasy baseball scores and uh, and then turn back to the movie. and I didn't feel like I
1: missed too much. No, well, I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way. The, what about the airplane scene? Uh, I mean, that was something you couldn't take your eyes off. It was fantastic. That's true.
0: That's it- true. There definitely was some, like I said, some uh, really strong action set pieces, but I just found the motivations were a little ham-fisted, a little cliche, and you get these throwback scenes, these flashbacks of Ryan Gosling and like, oh, because he had a troubled childhood, it turned him into this international assassin. If anyone uh, listening has watched The Boys and we get like a look into a Butcher, uh, on the boy's uh childhood um there's a flashback scene when when he meets uh this guy that puts him into a trance essentially butcher's upbringing is the same as Ryan Gosling's they might even be uh they might even be brothers it was like the same household those those flashback scenes and it just seemed like oh a little bit like schmaltzy a little bit like oh okay i didn't feel like it was that well thought out and just seemed kind of shoehorned in there. Like, oh, this is supposed to help you figure out this character, and I don't know, I felt like it just smacked of cliche. But overall, Mom, if you were to give this film uh, a rating on a scale of one to 10, what would you say?
1: Well, I'd have to go along with uh, the rating that was given, uh, I think, two and a half stars.
0: Two and a half stars. Oh, out of how many?
1: Out of five.
0: Gotcha. Two and a half stars out of five.
1: Yeah, I mean it you could get into it. You can uh dive into it and, and uh, get through it. But it wasn't uh,
0: too violent for you?
1: Uh just the scenes uh you know, with uh, uh Chris Evans, some of those were a little on the violent side. Yeah,
0: very villainous. Okay, let me ask you another question. Who's more handsome, Ryan Gosling or Chris Evans?
1: I like Evans. Ryan Gosling.
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, the Gray Man is on Netflix. It's action-packed. It, to me, it feels a little bit hollow. But you know what? It's at least, at the very least, some good background noise while you are doing some online activity. The Gray Man is on Netflix. We also watched The Rehearsal on HBO Max. This is the new show from Nathan Fielder. He is the uh, star and creator of the Comedy Central show, Nathan For You. And if you like, Nathan, for you, the rehearsal, it takes that style of comedy, that degree of awkwardness, and amps it up to the next level. Mom, you watched at least a couple episodes of the rehearsal. Tell me what you thought
1: of it. Yeah, well, I thought it was uh, a little unusual because uh, I didn't understand what it was about in the beginning. And... uh, when you told me it was comedy, I, I said, yeah, it was kind of uh, a comedy. They kept doing scenes over and over again, taking your children out of the bedroom, putting another child in. They were rehearsing.
0: So uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me give the background of what the show is about. So Nathan Fielder sets up these rehearsals and walkthroughs for people who are going to encounter a big life experience. So in order for that experience to go well, or in order to help people answer these heavy life questions, Nathan Fielder offers them the chance to have kind of a dry run with it. And he sets up these practice sessions that are beyond elaborate. Now, Mom, I had to explain to you that uh, this was comedy because you thought that Nathan Fielder, the host of the show, was like, a therapist or a sociologist (laughs) helping these people.
1: Is that right? Yeah, that was uh, kind of ridiculous that uh, he was going through the expense of all kinds of creating rooms, creating stores for these people to go into and uh, creating other people in their lives that would be the person that they're going to talk to. And uh, over and over, same rehearsals.
0: So it's so elaborate. It's so intricate. And that's the beauty of it. So Nathan Fielder in this show, they go to the expense of building to scale an exact replica of the bar that someone is going to talk to their friend in and reveal a heavy piece of information or something that's been uh, gnawing at them rather than just setting them in a room. They recreate the entire thing down to very minute details. And then they also hire all these actors and extras to to try to create the authentic experience. And the, the beauty of this show, I would say, is you're watching it and they're going through all the they're jumping through all these hoops and they seem to be just foolish, insane going to this level of detail, but then every once in a while, it captures a poignant moment. It captures a moment that resonates where the person finds a bit of solace, a bit of relief from what's been going on. And it's very unexpected because they hook you in with the idea that, oh, this is level upon level of foolishness. This is an inception of just nonsense upon nonsense. But then, there's something that resonates about humanity and about the character of some of the people involved. So mom, did you find any moments like that, that resonated or um, conversely, anything that you found pr- particularly funny or crazy?
1: Well, yeah, I found it all pretty crazy by bringing these children in, different children, taking them out the window.
0: Yeah, there's them. one. there was one scenario where uh, a woman wanted to see if she was ready for motherhood. So they, they're they trying to simulate over the course of several shows uh, what it would be like to raise a child from infancy to a teenager. <laughs> they're, and they're using this series of kids. They're hiring all these kid actors. It's really elaborate and wild.
1: Yes, that it was.
0: So did it make you laugh at all?
1: Yeah, after I understood what was going on, I thought, oh, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Too much, too much stuff going on.
0: And one of the, uh, one of, another one of the trademark uh, motifs of Nathan Fielder's style of comedy and the show is awkwardness. There are so many awkward moments. And the editing, they, they land on just an awkward look or just an awkward exchange. And they let the silence sit heavy. So you feel tense. So you feel awkward as you're watching it. It's really well done. Did it make you feel awkward at all watching these people, Mom?
1: Yes. When he decided that he would be the father, you know, in one scene, yes. uh, help out the father in the scene. It was a very awkward moment. And he looks at the, uh, the actress and he says, well, I'll play the part of your husband. And he goes into, you know, a bedroom and he's gonna be there for the night and help out with everything that's going on. Oh so yeah, we- but he
0: said, not in a romantic way, not in a romantic <laughs> way. <laughs> but it's very creepy and weird. Yeah,
1: it was kind of creepy, you know, all these uh, different things that were happening and how people were frightened, you know, the the, fella that, the actor that played the uh, father before, he was, like, frightened when, when he heard the baby crying and they kept pushing and pushing till the guy got disgusted and had to run away. <laughs>
0: yeah, he wasn't feeling it. So yeah. the so, rehearsal, the degree of intricacy in these recreations that they're doing, in these practice runs, the awkwardness and the humor. uh, Absolutely worth checking out on HBO Max. Uh, I thought it was fantastic, especially if you've watched Nathan For You on Comedy Central. Uh, This is just a a really great follow-up to his last show. The uh, rehearsal is available on HBO Max. Mom, finally, there's one more show that I wanted you to talk uh, a little bit about because you just got into it and uh, you have uh, seem to be completely delighted by it. It's Hulu's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Now, obviously, this is an Emmy winning show. It's been around for a while, but you're new to it. I would love to hear a little bit about what you love about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel.
1: Well, it's a a fantastic show. I mean, I enjoyed it from the moment I watched the first episode. Her wedding, she stands up and gives a speech, and she's uh, very interesting. And uh, everyone applauded her, and her parents uh, loved her, and her husband was thrilled with her at the time. And then she was a wonderful uh, wife. a Jewish wife. She was always worried about the husband and following him around. He had uh, a hobby of going to uh, comedy clubs, and she was very interested in getting him different positions to get on the stage. And I thought it, it was played uh, by the actress Rachel uh, Brosnahan.
0: Brosnahan, I, yep.
1: Yeah, she was uh, Mrs. Maisel, and I thought she would... Just fantastic in the role, absolutely. A uh, very charming person. Mm-hmm. And uh, husband, of course, uh, he portrayed somebody with uh, a little bit of a complex. And, um, you know, it goes on where uh, you see their marriage uh, at different stages, uh, which is very interesting. I don't want to give away anything, you know.
0: Now, but- Mom, let me ask you this. Did you think it was accurate in portraying that time period, the 50s and 60s.
1: Yes, yes, I thought it was very, very accurate and portraying a, a Jewish uh, wife, you know, her concern and uh, with the food and it was very interesting how she used a brisket to get what she wants.
0: Right, <laughs> right.
1: Terrific, and then of course we're introduced to her agent, who was uh, very impressed with with her. First, I believe it was, well, it wasn't her husband's agent. It was just the uh, owner of the bar. But uh, she was very impressive, and they really liked her. And it goes on from there. She had a lot of success. When she did some comedy, everybody was impressed with her style. Of course, she had some failures, some shows that she bombed out, but...
0: Yeah, her agent, played by the great Alex Borstein. Alex Borstein uh, does, she's uh, just a real pistol. So funny, so sharp on that show. Now, Rachel Brosnahan, not Jewish, not Jewish mother. Do you, uh,
1: what do you think
0: <laughs> of this uh, non-Jewish uh, as Jewish?
1: Yeah, she was great. I mean, she had everything down pat, the accents, the... Terrific, she, absolutely terrific, and... uh I, you know, think that the whole show is a, just a terrific five stars. Really. Wow!
0: Very good, very good. I haven't watched all of it, but uh, I, I absolutely enjoy the show. Uh, my wife enjoys it as well. You know, I'm a noted wife guy. Mom, how much of it have you watched?
1: Uh, quite a bit of it, uh, up to where she's uh, you know really connected, really involved. With the comedy and and different things that have happened in her life, I don't want to give any of it away because that people should see it and you know decide themselves. But I was very happy with it and very intriguing. And as I said, it's five stars and it's given five stars by Rotten Tomatoes also. So you know, oh, very it's good, very substantial. And for them to do it, they said the continuation is not as um, interesting. But I don't know, I have to watch it and and see because it reminds me of uh, years ago, you know, things that I did.
0: Very nice. Well, Mother, it sounds like you've got a little more binging to do. And folks, that's all the binging that we have done for this week. I want to thank my wonderful mother, Deborah Rudnick. Oh my goodness. Mom, did you have fun chatting about the shows?
1: Oh yes, oh yes, very nice.
0: Uh, Mom, I love you. Thank you for being here. Always a pleasure. Folks, uh, I want to thank Owl Nation, Hoot Hoot, where my hooligans at. I want to thank Starburns Audio for having us. I want to thank Travis Reeves for producing, Jason K. for the opening music, uh, Lon Harris, uh, we miss you. And you can find me at Hal Rudnick on Twitter and Instagram, and follow me on Twitch twitch.tv slash Hal Rudnick. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys.
0: How I make money
1: ever. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch in the fuck out of shit.